When I tell y'all, man, I'm tired as hell. I'm sitting down right now recording the podcast. Man, I just finished my VR workout. That's my virtual reality boxing workout. I did this shit for an hour, man. So I'm fresh off that. But I was like, man, let me go knock out this fucking episode, man. But um, I was a little apprehensive about, about getting a VR headset. Because you got to use your Facebook account to log in. Now, I haven't gone on Facebook consistently in so long. But when I tell y'all, man, like this is probably one of my most my most favorite items that I've bought in a long time because it's so much shit you can do. Like when you put the headset on, you got to create your avatar. You can make them look however you want, black, white, fix his hair to a fro, braids. And you can go to like a fucking virtual park. You meet different people, like real life fucking people. Like you could go meet somebody on there, go sit courtside at the NBA game in the headset and have a full conversation with the person in the headset as you watch the fucking game. I know some of you motherfuckers like this introverted ass fucking loser, but the shit is fucking dope because after I go out and I work in my real life and I, you know, I go out and connect with different people depending on what I'm doing. If I'm at the park with my son and I come home, throw the headset on the shit fire, man. I met an old lady, old white woman from Wisconsin. I think she told me she was in her her later 50s. And like she bought the headset as a way to get in shape, to stay active, to work out. So me and her been going back and forth all week doing our, our VR boxing workouts. Like like I got my high score. She's trying to one up me and get her fucking high score. So it's been great. It's been motivation for, you know, consistently doing what I do, which is loving to stay in shape, loving to be active. So I'm going to clap it up, man. For Facebook and the MetaQuest 2 headset, man. That shit fire, man. Like, I, this this is not a fucking ad, man. Like, I normally don't applaud shit like that, but I've been hooked on it, man. I've been hooked, man. But um, <clears throat> let's dive into some shit, man. I don't got no notes written down, but um, this past week on, on um, Instagram, I posed the question of, if there was one thing you could change about yourself and why, what would it be? And I asked that question because... As we all know, when it comes to social media and um, everybody on there trying to portray themselves to be perfect or a certain kind of way, I often wonder if there was something about yourself that you can change, what would it be? Because with social media, it's tough to tell because sometimes it may seem as if the people we follow or celebrities, that they are happy with everything about themselves. But as we often know, um, when you log out of social media, and you take a shower and you step out and you look in the mirror and it's just you and nobody else there. That's when you begin to see things you don't like about yourself, your flaws, whether it be your body, your work, ethic, your work ethic, rather. And I just posed the question, man. I got a couple of replies, so we're going to jump right in right now. This is the first response I've got from a listener. And again, man, shout out to you motherfuckers, man. Always support the podcast. Stay tuned in. Share the podcast. As you guys know, I make these episodes for free. I try to make keep them entertaining, informative, and also just keep it fucking fun. Keep it real. Like I always say, man, real conversations, real shit. That's how you keep the world going, man. But let's jump into this shit, man. This is the first listener response I got in regards to that question. What don't you like about yourself? And if you could, how would you change it? <laughs> this is in response to um, the not posting um, 
if a man that you're dating doesn't post um, you online, does it mean that um, he's cheating or? Oh, I'm gonna pause it because this is something else. Let's clap it up. Hell yeah! So you guys, men who stay tuned in, who stay locked into every episode, I believe a couple episodes back, I posed the question of if you are in a relationship with somebody and that person does not post you on social media, then is that a red flag? And that's what she's responding to. So let's dive into this shit right now. This shit or whatever, I guess people were saying. Um, I'm going to take my situation, um, use my situation for an example. Um, my boyfriend, he only posts one picture of me on his social media. And I think that was three years ago on Christmas. Wow. And um, he actually hasn't posted any picture or anything. He never posts anything to his social media. Like, So for me to even... The point to get him to post that picture back three years ago was like a whole thing. I want to pause it and I want to interject real quick. So, <laughs> you ladies, man, who listen to this podcast, I love all you guys. But um, I have a question in regards to what she said. So, she said that the boyfriend that she has now, he's only posted one picture of her. And that was three years ago. So, you guys can send me a voice message. You can click the link in a... Uh, description of this podcast you guys can send me a voice message on instagram which is lunchroom chatter pod and let me know if your boyfriend doesn't post you on social media in three years how would you feel would you feel as if he does not love you would you feel as if you aren't a priority in his life or would you be okay with that based on the type of guy you may be with because like she said sometimes Mentions don't post people online. It don't mean that you are not a priority, but it can somehow just be his nature. But let's dive back in. When he finally posted that, I was like, oh, you know, and I'm like, thank you. Like, and he hasn't posted a thing since then. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like we had our son, clearly he's 14 months now, and he has yet to post a picture of him. Mm. Let's continue. This video, this, um, I guess, video clip is in response to the bad dating. Um, now that I'm 31, um, back when I was young, I feel like when I was in college and stuff, I would go on dates, like, with guys, like, just for food. Like, <laughs> you know, I want a good meal. I'm tired of eating ramen. No, no. I want to move real quick. Now, the person who sent this voice message in, you know I love you, but still. Now, I think that almost every woman, I don't want to say every, but I feel like a lot of women have gone through this before where they get, they get asked on a date. They don't want to go, but they go, as she said, to eat. Like you go on a date simply for the food, knowing that when you go, you have no desire of even hitting this person back. You don't like them. You don't want to be with them. You might not even want to fuck them. But you want that food, you want that rib, you want that Hawkeye steak. So, no, nah, we're not doing that. But I know that, well, she said back in the day. So, I'm assuming that's when she was younger. So, like, she gets like she gets a pass in that kind of regard. But as you get older, if you're in your late 20s, your 30s, especially your mid-30s and 40s, if you're going on a date just to fucking eat, I- I'm sorry, you might be a bum. But, you know, as she said, when you're younger, you know, your 20s, even like your your early 
mid-20-ishes. If you go on a date simply for the food, I'm kind of side-eyeing you, but I can understand it. But got to be careful, man, because some men don't like that. Because depending on the type of guy you are talking to, some men are aggressive and some men will be offended by that. And if that's what you choose to do, you got to make sure that you're protecting yourself. Don't let him know where you live at. Because if a guy really likes you or the guy may be aggressive and simply want to fuck you and want to, you know, be with you intimately, if he knows where you live at, for example, if um on that date he shows up to your crib and picks you up and now you go out to eat, you know, y- y'all, y'all talk, have food, and now you plan not to call him back, you got to be careful because some guys be offended by that. Now, should you be able to do that and be safe? Yes, you should be. But as we know, the world's not perfect. So when you do shit like that, you got to be aware, you got to be observant, and you got to use just good judgment, man, because you don't want to stop talking to a guy, go home, block him, not call him again, but the motherfucker know where you live at. And now you slit the nigga banging on the fucking door. It's four in the morning. The nigga trying to get in. You live by yourself. Now you feel unsafe. So just ladies, be careful, be aware and just be mindful of some shit, man. But let's dive back in. I'm broke. I'm a college student. Like, I will go on, you know, okay, keep it. Go on these sites and some days, like, all right, I'm going to go to the movies or, like, just go on free dates, basically. So, the guys would, t- like, I can tell some stories. Like, guys were horrible, but, like, I would just sit there because, basically, like I said, I'm there for free, whatever, and, like, I don't really care and just trying to get through it. But, like, now, 31, like, mm. red flag as far as a bad date, how to end it, um, just get up and walk the fuck out. Like, I feel like it, if I was to end up back in the dating world and I'm on a bullshit date, like, I'm not. <laughs> I want to clap it up, man. Like she said, man, and as we get older, man, you get to your late 20s, especially, I think she said she's 31 years old. Like, when you get to that age, if you want a bad date, just leave, man. Like, you like you ain't a fucking slave. Ain't nobody tying you down to the fucking seat. I understand that we are always cautious of not coming off rude, as we should be. Because, like I said, we never know who the fuck is sitting across from us. So, we can be rude. Like, for example, I seen a a story on the news last week where there was a woman driving. Now, somebody in another car cut her off. Now, she put her hand out the window and gave him the middle finger, cursed him out. The guy shot her. She died. So, we never know who we are talking to. We never know the mind frame, the mindset, the mental capacity of the people who we come across in our everyday lives because... Somebody may give somebody the middle finger because that's what they're used to doing. And some people might not care, but others will. And motherfuckers, they carry weapons, knives, and some people will go to jail simply to take you off this earth because of what you did, even if it was something so minor. So you got to be careful, man. You got to be aware, man. But somebody who got to be careful, man. Now, as you guys know, I live in Georgia, man. I live near Atlanta, Georgia, but there was a a police department in Rockmart, Georgia, Rockmart County. They released a, a Facebook post on Instagram telling women to turn in their baby daddies 
for Valentine's Day. I want a boo. And um, matter of fact, I, I want to read you guys what they said. Now, <clears throat> this is from the Rockmart Police Department. They said, so it said, yesterday kicked off the month for celebrating the love in your life. And we don't want you to forget those exes that did you wrong either. Do you have an ex-Valentine and know that they have outstanding warrants? Do you have information that they are driving with drugs in the car? Give us a call with their location and we'll take care of the rest. This Valentine's Day month special starts off with a set of limited edition platinum bracelets. (laughs) Free transportation with the chauffeur. A one night stay at a minimum. Luxurious accommodations and professional glamour shots that will be posted online for all to enjoy. This special is capped off with a Valentine's Day dinner. (laughs) We know this special is so incredible that you may be tempted to provide additional referrals. We don't blame you. This special is too sweet to pass up. Operators are standing by. I want to clap it up because that shit is immaculate. (laughs) Like I understand now Facebook, Instagram, social media, but whoever decided to make that post now I'm still kind of hesitant when it comes to the police, but that shit is fucking creative. But ladies, please don't turn in your baby daddy. Matter of fact, I take that back. Because some of you men, some of you motherfuckers deserve to go to jail. Like when you have kids and you out there every fucking day, you hanging with your boys, you doing this, you doing that. And your child at home missing that affection, that attention of simply having a dad around because you out there running the streets. You commit crimes. You commit robbery. So if you go to jail, ain't shit going to change because you're not there anyway. So matter of fact, I take that back. Ladies, if you got a guy out there who you know ain't doing shit. Now, I'm not saying do it to be spiteful. But you got a guy, an ex, who you have a child. Now, I'm not saying any ex. If you got a basic ex and you don't got no kids with him. Then move the fuck on. Don't fuck up his life. But if you have kids with this man, you're trying to get him to help out, to leave the streets behind, to do this, to do that, and he ain't doing it, then you might want to call the popo. But again, I try to be mindful because I'm black. And sometimes when you call the police on a black man, you don't know how that man is going to react to the police coming. So you don't want to call the police on a man a black man rather because the police often show up on high alert simply because the offender is black. So now when you call the police and they show up and now you ex he acting hostile, he acting crazy, quote unquote, shit may turn deadly. So you got to be mindful, be aware, but uh, I just thought the shit was creative <laughs> and it was something I kind of wanted to talk about. Now, on um last episode, I believe 102, where I had my girl Dewan on, and she spoke about what makes a big dick big. And she said that the dick should be as big as a forearm. Now, a forearm is too big. Like, if you're fucking a guy that got a forearm-sized dick, then I, I, I don't know how you walk. I don't know how you go into work because your uterus, your pussy might not be in the best shape, okay? I'm going to say, boo. So any guys out there that got dicks that, that look like a fucking forearm, I want to boo you. Fuck you. 
making us little dick motherfuckers look crazy, man. But um, I found the video on YouTube, man, <laughs> that I want to play where I was like, okay. So every guy don't got the big dick. Every guy don't got that that ooh ooh ooh. So I'm trying to hold on. Like I said, man. Like this past week, I was trying to find ways to ways that a man can increase his dick size without getting surgery, man. Because the same way a lot of women aren't happy with their breasts or not happy with their ass, and they decide to go get a breast implant or a BBL. Like sometimes us men wish that we can do things to increase our dick size too. So I got the YouTube video pulled up, man. Now her page on YouTube is Raina Malik. That is R E N A Malik or Malik. That is M A L I K. Now, as always, man, I love to give credit, man, but I found this video. This shit is fucking dope. Now she's a urologist and the name of the video is scientifically proven ways to increase your penile length. Now, and she gives a lot of great information in this video. Now, I always go to the comments. Now, I found a comment from someone, and this guy says, My wife of seven years and I split up a year ago. Initially, I chose to leave after she suggested we have threesomes, to which I said no. She ended up cheating anyway. Eventually, she admitted she wanted to leave me because my six-inch dick was too small. I've never seen her watch porn or use toys. She's refused both. Feels pretty crappy. I'm just fine with myself. So, as always, man, I always encourage you guys, man, to reply to shit. You guys can click the link, as always, in the bio of this podcast, man, the description. Send a voice message. Like, would you leave a guy who treated you great? Like he was loving, he was caring, he had a good job. You know, he he was a great provider, a great dad if you guys have kids. But his dick was too small. It's crazy, man. Like going through the comments now in this fucking shit. Now somebody else said, I'm in the same boat. And I have been avoiding sexual interactions because I have anxiety in regards to my dick size. But let's dive into the video, man. As always, this, this page is from... Raina Malik again that is R-E-N-A Space M-A-L-I-K Let's dive in man Let's see what she got to say man And as you guys can check out this YouTube video On your own If I might play the full video I might not But if you guys want to check it out man You guys type her name in YouTube And it should have come up Question I get on my social media is How can I get bigger? How can I get longer? Or how can I get more girth? Well, today I am going to address those questions and give you the evidence behind penile lengthening treatments. I'm Dr. Rena Malik, urologist and pelvic surgeon, and a urologist is a doctor who takes care of the genitourinary tract, both medically and surgically. If you like what you see here, make sure you subscribe so you can see new videos each and every Monday. So did you guys know that they did a survey of 50,000 heterosexual men and what they found was that 55% of them were unhappy with the way their penis looked. When they asked those men's partners, 85% of women were satisfied with the way their partner's genitals looked. But at the end of the day, it matters how you feel about your appearance. 
But there's a lot of issues with that because pornography has really blurred the lines of what exactly is normal. So I made a video previously talking about the average penile length. And average penile length, if you look at all the data, approximately the average penile length is about 5.2 inches or 13.2 centimeters. And it's normal for penile length to be within two and a half standard deviations of that, so either greater or smaller. And so what's considered abnormal in terms of length being too short would be anything less than 2.9 inches or seven and a half centimeters, and that's called micropenis. Micropenis mm. is prevalent in less than 1%, actually 0.14% of the population. I wanna pause it because just her using the word micro like, we know micro is small as shit. Like, micro? Like, thank God, man, that she said only 1% of men in the U.S. suffer from that. Because if I had a fucking micro penis, oh, shit. God damn. So it's extremely rare. It can be due to a number of causes, which can include congenital abnormalities, hormonal abnormalities, previous surgeries, or cancer. But today we're going to talk about people who have a normal penile length. So while it is true that the large majority of people who are concerned with the size of their penis have a normal penile length based on these numbers, the true issue is that a significant portion of men can have distress related to the idea that their penis is not as long as they desire. And this is a form of body dysmorphic disorder, actually has a term, it's called small penis anxiety. It doesn't mean that they have a small penis but they have anxiety related to the fact that they believe that the size of their penis is not long enough. And the way this is defined is that people have a preoccupation or obsession of the size of their penis, which they spend over one hour a day thinking about this. And actually, some portion of these men can be so distraught that it can affect their activities of daily living. And some of them can end up in the hospital due to their overwhelming obsession or even have suicidal ideation. This is not a joke. This is serious. This can have real serious complications for people. And so I think it's important to talk about this because this is part of men's health. The other major issue with this problem is that if you Google, how am I gonna make my penis longer, you'll be inundated with tons and tons of websites and information that may or may not be reputable. Many people will go abroad or find non-licensed providers to do things to them that can have dramatic consequences. So please don't do that. Look for a reputable urologist, psychologist to help you with these issues. I will also preface the rest of the information that I'm going to share on this video by telling you that the Sexual Medicine Society of North America states that procedures for penile lengthening or girth enhancement are not recommended and considered experimental unless they are in context of someone who has a micro penis. So the thing well, basically what she is saying is if, if you don't have a micro, which is like damn near like damn near a centimeter of dick, then you have a quote unquote normal penis. So don't go out here trying to get penile enlargement or trying to find other ways or these fucking dangerous ways to increase your dick size. Because like she said, it's not approved in Sometimes by trying to seek out outside methods that is not approved or even researched properly or recommended, you may kill yourself. So all I'm saying, 
Same how we see a lot of women go get BBLs in fucking Brazil, Arabia, all these other fucking places, the bottom of the basement in the fucking closet, and they end up dead because there's no research. The person is ill-equipped and it's fucking reckless, man. So if you don't got micro penis, it's tough, but you like you just might gotta tough it out with you and your little dick for the rest of your life. I'm about to tell you are in the literature for urology and have some data to support them. However, before doing any of these things, please establish care with a urologist who is familiar with these things. As a caveat, I do not discuss or offer treatment for penile lengthening in my practice, but because this is such an important topic, I went ahead and did the research for you guys. There are two categories of treatment options available to people who suffer from small penis anxiety or distress due to the belief that their penis is smaller than normal. And for those people, there are non-surgical treatments and there are surgical options that are reported in the literature. Starting off with non-surgical treatments, psychological counseling. So there are validated measures and questionnaires and assessments that can be done to help you understand what normal penile size is and also help you deal with some of these anxious feelings. Interestingly, when you look at people who've undergone just psychological counseling and nothing else, the large majority of men no longer want to look for any other treatment, whether it's non-surgical or surgical, to enhance the length of their penis. So this is big. I would recommend anyone who's suffering from anxiety to please seek out psychologic care to help you with this anxiety. There are three other non-surgical options. One is penile extenders, two is vacuum erection devices, and three is penile injectable treatments. All right, I want to stop it right there because all that shit seemed painful as fuck. She said you can get a penile extender. Now, after this podcast, I probably got to go on Amazon or somewhere. I want to see what these are. Like, what is a penile extender? Number two, she said a vacuum erection device. Number three, a penile injectable treatments. Like, all that shit sound painful, man. So, if you got a little pee-pee, you got a little peen-peen... Like, just, just love your little pee-pee, man. Now, I know it's easier said than done because now with social media, especially if you're black, if you're, you know, you're in a culture where the quote-unquote big dick is the priority, you know, because we see now in a lot of people's favorite entertainers from the Megs, the Cardi B's, the Sweeties, oh, you got to have a big dick, 9-inch, 10-inch, 12-inch. So if you don't got the 12-inch, man, you feel a kind of way, man. But I want to clap it up, man. For that video again, her name is Raina Malik MD. Again, that is R E N A, spaced it out M A L I K M dot D. You guys can follow her on YouTube, man. But oh, man, I seen a report that we know Baby Blue, he was um one of the singers in the group Pretty Ricky. Now he got to go to jail, as we know, man. He I think he scammed the money from the PPP. Y'all remember back when COVID just started and the government had the Paycheck Protection Program, which a lot of businesses used as a way to get money so that they can pay their employees since business had stopped when the pandemic first started. But we had a lot of motherfuckers out here. They used it as a scam to lie, to finesse their way out of millions and millions of dollars. Now, this report is from the Hollywood Unlocked. 
you know, back in August, the 37-year-old entertainer, he pled guilty to one count of wire fraud related to, related to the PPP loans. He claimed for two companies that he said he, that he said he owned. Now, he got 1.1 million dollars from the scam. Now, he admitted to using that money for his own for his own personal expenses. He spent a lot of the money at the Hard Rock Cafe in Hollywood. He bought luxury items. He even bought a Ferrari that was valued at $96,000. Now, as we know, man, it's Valentine's Day month. It's Valentine's Day coming up soon. Now, he's going to jail. Now, he said he's dating a woman. Now, this is the tweet he said. Because I feel as if it's a little controlling and kind of sounds narcissistic, but maybe that's just me. But let me put up the tweet. Now, like I said, man, he's going to jail soon. I think this week or maybe the week after, and he's going to be in jail for Valentine's Day. So this morning he tweeted, he said, I want to send a huge apology to the woman I am currently dating. Even though we're all single and having fun, I apologize for being incarcerated during Valentine's Day. I'll understand if you want to spend that day with someone else this year. You have my blessing. Turning myself into the feds on Monday. If you want to write or send me anything, see, well, the info below, and he posted the fucking jail, fucking envelopes and shit like that, but I want to boo. Because, again, this is my belief. Well, I believe that if somebody goes to jail, now, if it's like a short time frame, maybe a month, you know, a couple weeks or six months, seven months, blah, blah, blah. But when somebody, now, how long does he have in jail? I'm not sure because that matters. Oh, he got 20 months. So this motherfucker got a year and a half. It's a guy you're not married to. You have no kids with him. Girl, move the fuck on. Move the fuck on. That's all I'm going to say, man. So, ladies out here, man, like, stop trying to be a ride or die. Like, being a ride or die, I know it seems as if it's, oh, that's the go-to way. That's the best way to be. I got to ride or die for my man so I'm so my man can know I love him. So my man can know I'm just the real bitch. Fuck that. Brand new LCP. If this is somebody you don't have kids with, I don't give a fuck if, if you've been with him for two years. If you've been with a guy for two years and he gets... Three years in jail, leave him. I know that over that time period, there's a a sense of attachment, a sense of maybe I owe him something, but you don't. We get one life. Now, if you're married to somebody and they commit a crime that you know they didn't do because maybe you were with them and they go to jail, then of course I think you should stick by the person you love. But if you're dating somebody from the streets or somebody who's quote unquote hood doing some scammer, some sketchy shit, and now they go to jail for something that they willingly did, I'm sorry. I'm not going to wait for you. I'm not. I'm not going to pause my life if you get nine to 10 years in fucking jail and now my life is on, is on hold because your life is on hold. That's why people often say, 
when people go to jail, it's not just that person doing time. The per the people who love that person, whether it be a fiance, husband, wife, kids, mom, dad, everybody's doing time in a sense. Because even those who are physically outside of jail, if you love that person, you miss them. Every single day, you're thinking about them. Imagine their kids. You can't see your dad when you want to. You can't see your mom when you want to because they're locked up. And that's traumatic. It's depressing. And that can lead to a lot of real shit that can affect you mentally day by day. Even though you are free, you are imprisoned in a sense, man. But we're going to take a quick break, man. It's a lot of shit I want to talk about, man. Now, I've been trying to be better at getting back to my shits, playing my music. Because, I, you know, for a long stretch, I had stopped playing my music. I was chill. I was relaxed, man. But um, I'm trying to get back on my shit, get back on my music. Let me, let me find some shit. Now, I want to dive back in, man. It's a song by my guy Bando. Now, I believe Bando is from Cali. Let me see if he got his artist. Yes, sir. Now, oh, he's he not from Cali. I take that back. He's currently based in L.A., but he's from Arlington, Texas. This is my guy, Bando, a.k.a. B. Anderson. You guys can check him out on IG. Dope-ass artist. Now, he released a project in 2020 entitled Bellflower. This song is off that project. This song is entitled Steak and Yams. <laughs> Yeah, here where I go, you know it's Southside in it. Pound sign, nigga, I've been outside with it. See me on the line, give me like five minutes. I've been looking at my time like it's about time, nigga. I don't see no brakes on no stop signs. All we see is guap signs. They fill up my hotline. I be in the field trying to build with all my kind. Really about a meal, my nigga, I'm so for real. Yeah, I pump my shit when I wanna. Big marijuana smoke hopping out the whip, popping on it. I be trying to live in the moment. I know one of me won't be here in the morning. On it, I may get the bill like I pay for it. I can't even wait for it. Bitch, I got a day for it. I got on a plane and I came to LA for it. I'ma need to play with the yams and the steak on it. Yeah, the hustle can't knock me off. Oh, yeah, we make it look good over here. Riding with the top cut off. So good to block with my partners. You know they showing love when they see us. We just want the whole thing. Can't let them get to it's a cocaine. Pray that we never fall, we won't change. The only pain we need is champagne. This just make your fries shit. We just want the prizes. This stack get on your grind shit. This that shit for all these four. This that shit get all this dope. This that shit for all we know. We all this close. Let's all get dope. Put a little love in the game, won't get it back. No, ain't not the same. TCT with the fitted cap. Oh, oh, UNT, yeah, you been in that. Don't really use my degree, might send it back. True, I don't need a paper, still certified. True, I don't need a check, still verified. Ooh, got another check, not verified. Take another trip, blow a check at the enterprise. Ooh, baby, buy you something nice, no food. 
lazy. Talk to me nice, don't talk to me crazy. I'm in all white like they do from the 80s. I got more stripes than they crew from the 80s. This ain't Red Brunt's house, this is Ted Fun House. Bouncing all over this bitch till sundown. I meant sun up, you can smell the come up. I just put one up. Got me paranoid, think it's shit, put my gun up. But I'd rather stand here and fight, I'm not a runner. I'm an all state first place, number one stunner slash outside, outside chilling, motherfucker. Where you been at? Baby, I belong to the streets. No young straight, just need something to eat. No, I do trick. If you show me how to treat, then I run it back thrice like I threw it on repeat. Yeah, the hustle can't knock me off. Oh, hey, we make it look good over here. Riding with the top cut off. So good to block with my partners. You know they showing love when they see us. We just want the whole thing. Can't let them get to it's a cocaine. Pray that we never fall, we won't change. The only pain we need is champagne. Dang. Like I said, that's my guy Bando. That is off his project that dropped in 2020 entitled Bellflower. That song is called Sticking Yams. Now, I want to dive into some shit real quick. Now, we all know Joe Rogan. You know, he has a highly successful podcast. He was, um, I think he was the, the fucking, the commentator for UFC boxing. He's a comedian. We all know him as the host of the original Fear Factor, the OG Fear Factor. Now, Joe Rogan, he went viral for a lot of shit, but something that people, you know, took a good hold of was the fact that there was a compilation that got released of Joe Rogan saying the N-word. He was saying the word nigga. He said it so many times on his platform, on his podcast, and his, his, his everyday casual speech. And a lot of people didn't know. Now, I knew, so I was never a big fan of Joe Rogan because, like, once I see you say something one time, I kind of tune out, I kind of check out because I just think that if you do something one time, it's like, yes, people can change. But when you do something over 10 times, that's just probably who the fuck you are at that point. No, but he came out today. He came out on his social media platform. We all know he signed to Spotify with his podcast. He makes over like $300 million on Spotify. The, the motherfucker get money. But he came out today apologizing for using the N-word. This is what Joe Rogan had to say. Hello, friends. Um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast and it's all smushed together and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was, hello friends, 
part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox, how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then. Or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums. Or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit or I was quoting a Paul Mooney bit or I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction. Or I was talking about how a Netflix executive ironically used it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word and he said it out loud and they fired him. Not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. I was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire. All right, all right, because this motherfucker making excuses. I want to boo this now. Because the first thing he said was true. Like, I don't think that there's really no. I understand that as black folks, we use it in music. As he said, um, Richard Pryor had a comedy release that was including the word. But that's us. We can use it. And this is not me. Well, it kind of is a double standard because we can use the word. But anytime we see somebody white use it, it's an issue. Now, you can be white and say the word in. You can say it from the best place or as he said, I'm describing something. I was just saying the word as a way to kind of relate or use the word. No. There's never a right time to use that word. It's not. Because now as black folks, I, I kind of do believe that we shouldn't use it either, but it's a process because that word has become kind of intertwined with our culture, intertwined with who we are as people to where it's kind of tough to just not use that word overnight because it's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior to stop using the N word because like growing up where I, where a lot of us grew up at in the hood, the inner city, the quote unquote, the ghetto. We hear that word. If we leave our crib and we, we walk three blocks down the street, we hear that word so much from men and women who look like us, like black people say the word. So to just stop using that word in two seconds, it's damn impossible, man. But somebody who did the impossible, man, we know Michael Rappaport. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He's all over social media doing a lot of shit. And you know, he, he's known for his rants. Now, he was in New York City a couple of days ago. I believe he lives there. And he was ranting about some shit. And a motherfucker took a snowball and threw it at his fucking head. Listen to this shit. With this cancel culture and the... Shut up! Shut the f*** up! Nobody wants to hear... You've been talking all week. You don't care what you have to say. Just stop talking. You got me right my damn it I want to boo that motherfucker who threw the snowball because no matter how much you don't like somebody no matter how much someone you know gets on your fucking nerves and eats at your fucking core to take a fucking snowball and throw it come on bro first of all that's assault and if that person is arrested like bro going to jail dealing with assault because you don't like somebody or a celebrity ranting online but find some other shit to do, man. Like I see, um, I see celebrities every fucking day who I don't agree with. Celebrities who I don't, I don't really like what they do. I don't give a fuck about their opinions. And I know some of you guys hate my fucking opinions. Y'all do, but if y'all see me outside, 
that does not give you the right to throw a fucking snowball at my head because you don't like what I'm saying. Does not give you the right, man. It don't, man. So if you don't like what somebody's saying, please, man, respect that person and understand that, you know, personal choice, somebody's how they feel about life or how they feel about things in general. You don't have to agree. That's the beauty of the world, and especially with social media or even outside. If somebody's talking and you don't agree, walk the fuck away. You online, you on social media, somebody says something that you don't agree with, walk the fuck away. That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying, man. Nobody is entitled or being forced to do anything, man, but... Somebody who can't let something go and somebody who's trying to force something to happen that's probably not going to happen or it might, depending on who you ask. Now, Lamar Odom, man, he's on the new season of, I I believe it's Big Brother. Now, a clip came out a couple days ago. Y'all got to forgive me, man. I'm kind of sick. I was outside the other day. I was jogging in the fucking snow. So my voice might be a little raspy. I'm sniffling. I don't know why the fuck I was outside jogging. It had fucking snowed here last week. I went to the woods. I was jogging through the woods. I jogged four miles through the woods in icy weather. It was cold. It was like 18 degrees. I don't know why the fuck I did that, man. Like, I got to realize that I'm getting older. I'm 32 years old. And sometimes we don't always make the best fucking decisions. And me deciding to go jog outside when it's cold as fuck, that was dumb as shit. But I'm going to dive into the shit, man. Listen to Lamar Odom talking about how he misses... His ex, Chloe Kardashian. Now, I hope that Chloe does not go back to the mall because Chloe has bad taste in women. She does. Like, whether it be Tristan Thompson cheating on her multiple times, and she's still going back. Or Lamar Odom. He had his he had his issues. The motherfucker almost died overdosing on drugs. So I understand that he's trying to better his life now. He's trying to become a new man. But you still want to protect yourself, protect your peace. And to double back and go to somebody who, yes, he might have changed. But you know the type of hell this man put you through when you, you when you guys were married. But this is Lamar Odom on the TV show Big Brother talking about how he misses Khloe Kardashian. Good dreams last night. You did. Yeah. Was I in them? I dreamt my ex-wife last night. Who's your ex-wife? You don't know? The, the, I, how many ex-wives have you had? Just one. Oh, so Chloe. Yeah, just the one and the only. Yeah. Are, do you guys still talk? No. I miss her so much. I wish I could take that time back. I want to stop it and I want to clap it up because sometimes you don't realize what you had until after the fact you don't because when we have something or we have somebody who is good to us, somebody who treats us great, somebody who is worth it for our lives. I want to end this podcast talking about that. If you have somebody out there. So if you are a man, a woman, and you listen to this podcast and you are in a relationship with somebody who treats you great, 
who's amazing, who's loving, who's affectionate, who goes above and beyond to see you happy, appreciate it. Like, stop looking for that person to be perfect. They're not going to always be perfect. Like, as long as they're not disrespecting you by cheating or doing something that's abusive or something to that magnitude, we all make mistakes. So, ladies, if you come home and your man left a dish in the sink, come on, let it go. Relax. Fellas, you you know, you, you go in the bedroom, you want to fuck your girl, but she sleep because she had a long day at work. Let it go. Relax. Like, stop letting small issues compound to become a bigger issue by not understanding that we just got to under, take the time and the steps to understand who we are as people and just understand the person you are with. Because yes, you may have had an ex that did certain things that you liked, but the new person that you are with, they are not entitled to do what the fuck your ex did because every person is different. And that is why you choose and you have a decision to date who the fuck you want to date. And that's why you have to get to know people. You got to have real conversations, talk, like actually have real fucking conversations. Like don't sit around all day. Oh, you trying to fuck them. You fucking her. And all y'all doing is having sex. And then after the sex, y'all cuddle and then he leaves or she leaves because productive discussion, real conversations, real topics. It's not being had because the relationship is full of lust. It's full of, Romance to where you're not taking the time to actually understand who is this person. It's because a lot of people they start a relationship by hitting the home run, and when I and when I what I mean by that is you start a relationship having sex, so you hit the home run, and now from near you're working backwards. You're going to third base, second base, first base trying to go back and understand who the fuck this person is that you are with, but you hit a home run already. And sometimes when you do that, it's hard to go back. You like you, you like you going back was the third base, second base, first base, trying to make up the steps that you should have took in the first place. So when you meet somebody, you at home plate now, Go to first base, you know, taking taking the time to understand who this person is, what they like. Their design. And I know it's kind of redundant asking the same fucking questions. Who are you? What's your goals? What do you do? But those conversations, those topics, they matter. And we cannot get to a point on social media where we just avoid the real issues. We skip the real topics because we're so concerned about having sex and lust and just things that, while being affectionate and things that are sexual, yes, it's important for a relationship. But when you meet somebody and you engage in those things from the jump, you kind of set yourself back. Because like I said, now you're working backwards. Because you guys already had the explosion, the fireworks. So now you're going back trying to find the match, trying to find the right you know, equipment to even light shit up in the first place. So just be mindful, be aware of who you were with, take the time. If you got to go slow, go slow, man. Like you don't got to always try to go above and beyond and just do some, some extra shit to please the person. If you with somebody, 
and they don't want to have sex day one. Well, and they want to have sex day one, but you don't fuck them. Like you choose who you date. You choose. So don't let somebody take certain steps and take the decision out of your hand. Please don't do that, man. But as always, man, you guys, man, who the family, man, who love, who show love, who appreciate, who stay tuned into the LCP. I want to clap it up for you guys real quick. Brand new LCP. Like it feels good, man, to like have this podcast that I record from home. I take the time to make sure my sound quality is A1. It's amazing. And when you guys tune in, as always, my cash app is dollar sign NYC Story 718. You guys can click the link in any podcast description. You guys can sign up and support for 99 cents, $4.99, or $10 a month, man. And everything you guys send goes towards the LCP productions, you know, whether it be new sounds, keeping my sound quality A1, because I spend a lot of my own money recording the podcast, making sure that, you know, I'm doing what I what I got to do, man, to make sure my sound quality is A1. I'm great topics. I'm invested in certain shit because sound quality matters. And I feel like having topics that you guys can relate to this shit fucking matters, man. And also, man, I want to apologize to the people who don't have an iPhone because I released the podcast episode this week on Lunchroom Plus where I spoke about a lot of shit, man. And I try to release bonus episodes as consistently as I can because I like talking about shit. I like having my opinions on real topics, but it'd be like, like I try to stay away from like political shit. Like abortions and politics. I try to stay away from that. But anything that men and women can relate to, whether it be love, relationships, you know, drugs, abuse. I love like dating apps. I love those fucking topics because as humans, a lot of us are more similar than we think. Like with social media, it have you believe that, oh, we're so different. But no, it's so many fucking similarities, man, between them. But all we got to do, like, we got to take the time to actually talk, get to know each other. And like I said, man, have some real fucking conversations, man. But it's your man, John A. Show. As always, man, stay tuned. And to, matter of fact, follow my my IG, man, Lunchroom Chatterpod. All week, I'm always having engaging, fun conversation to try to take these, these conversations off the podcast and have them on social media. So follow me on IG. That's Lunchroom Chatterpod. You guys who stay tuned in, who show support, who show love. I fucking love y'all, man. It's your man, John A. Schultz. This is that. Brand new LCP. And we out there, bitch.